February 28, 2010. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
evanescent and wise, Snarge howled back and thought, Two of what? Bark, arf and woof. It's time to park spark marks. You'll never trip over your bowl forever, boy, without any scarf. So careful, hairful, what an ungodly cheerful. Broken splinters may really light razor arcs, as unloosed werewolves self-scoop in the parks, under hoary lunar landscapes, to curl and scare you, rippingly cold, all bone torrents of nightly might are rude, rash assailants of blithe quote and deadly aims, crying, I am the monitor, invisible but never unseen, where is your soul? Your aura's gone green. You shiver like a future meal, curdle and mule. Why are you out here? Rocks don't know, so are cruel. Sutured slices of firmament unscroll from the welkin as anti-personnel transgressions undo your only spell. Then, woe, sing aloud and unface them proud. Rebite your lupine foes, snap off and jam up their snouts with soiled and frost-bitten toes. You must redesign their sinister spines into kindlier, keener molds of unduly lapworn and currying, until lick-sworn as truculent toads, a gristle on the road, some hoard-up bloat, leftovers to goad. So proud and untimely, ignite the torch black of fingering night. Your retribution is a back snapped, flashed swivel shot of delight. Listen, I'm hair, I glisten, I'm still here, I hear and am aware. Oh. Warm your careworn, age scrawled and useless hands beneath the simmering carcass of revenge, the twirling unplanned. There's a shift. A swift karmic uplift, swelled parasites and bile yet spilled. A yellowing fever snivels, its shadow moon drilled and shriven, as the very spoil climbs out in coils and unwraps its lunge, slithering around the pedestal, around every muffled crunch. It eats its way brainward, devouring art and dog refrains alike. A clinging, virile, Viral spiral unleashed to consume all after sight, until all you are left growling smells not of today's victory, nor of a meal, nor of your hard-earned respite, but of sparkly naiads and fuzzing nymphs, clad in water worn with the flora and fauna of all smells, singing, deftly squirming out your mangy story and then emptying itself into the hills. Watch from Pedro. Show, last day of February, 2010. Brother Matt, how are you? Hello, excellent. Everything is good. Uh, day after big earthquake in Chile. Yeah, big earthquake, wow. rainstorm, mudslides. Right, and there's been a pounding. Uh, I was peddling at Royal Palms, and it's a wash. Yeah, beach erosion. Yeah, a cabrillo. I mean, there's like maybe two yeah, feet foot. Yeah, right up to the lifeguard building. And uh, so maybe a combination of things. It's sad about people got killed and hurt down there. 
but it's probably one of the strongest ones they said in a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, it shows something uh, for building codes. A lot yeah, of people could yeah, have been hurt. Yeah, right. Like here, I guess, because of this land's end and erosion, Long Beach earthquake, mm. 32. And uh, you couldn't build without reinforced mm. brick anymore after that. Those brick slides. Oh, uh, we started the show out with John Coltrane doing Say It Over and Over Again. And then uh, Christopher Scroger reading some poetry uh, that snarged the band dog. Uh, Christopher Scroger there in Austin, Texas. He's also a painter and uh, does music as Agnes Stank or something. Which kind of makes me think of um, our guests. You guys would come up with a name like Agnes Stank. <laughs> we got a full <laughs> house today. Yeah, trip. We have uh, some guests of a former Pedro guy but wishes to come back. Uh, Mr. Joe Boone. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Welcome back. Hank's a, it's the second back. time on the show, right. And uh, you brought some buddies, Joe. You want to introduce them? Uh, Sal Espana and James Ellis. Right, and, Sal uh, Espana and James Ellis, both right. formerly of San Pedro, too. Yes. And so we have a lot of prodigals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James still presently, huh? Oh, that's right. You yeah, stayed. James Your brother. Uh, yeah, he bailed. He bailed. But you stayed. Both brothers bailed. Did you ever leave for a while? Or did no, you I had. You're like what? Yeah, I can't. I'm like a boomerang. I keep coming back. Are you born here, though? Uh, technically, Temple City. Well, L.A. Temple City was six yeah. months in, and we moved. I, I took a trip to Marineland. Where the heck's Temple City? Like he took a trip to Marineland, and they said, "Hey, I like it here. Let's yeah. move." Yeah. All right. Joe Boone, actually, you're not Napa, though. I was born. In, I was born in San Pedro. So you're Pedro after the you guys. I was born at the right. St. Peter Peninsula Hospital. You gotta watch you putting shit on this oh, yeah, table. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so because your brother D Boone born in uh, Napa, and I guess your grandma was living there, right? Right. right. And but in between, there's the Bakersfield. Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I guess from Bakersfield they come to Pedro, and then you're born. Okay. Um, you didn't, didn't no, you no, live no. in Bakersfield? No, I was, was born here, and then yeah. we moved to Bakersfield. Then and you then, moved to Bakersfield. And then, and then we came back. Then back to Pedro. Okay, right. I got um, right. This is like before I was even, when I was still in Virginia. You know where the Vons is up on Western? Sure. There it's used called to be Park Western. We, there used to be apartments there, and we lived there. That's where I was born. And then we moved to uh, Bakersfield, and then we came back, and then we yeah. lived on Walking Street. It was part and of then the they tore uh, that down. Navy housing, mm-hmm. a really old day, uh, second war. Yeah. And then they built some of the estates. It's, that's I where went you from Navy House yeah. into there, and that's how I met Joe. And right, Debo. we lived where you lived before they became before, the, before they became they the new the estates, <laughs> which are just new, cracker boxes. They called it the new projects, right? <laughs> but uh, yours were very old. They were from the Second War. Yeah, and Ours were more like um, late '60s, early '70s uh, cracker boxes, stucco. But it was fortunate because um, uh, one side of it bordered Peck Park, mm. and I was walking through there, and D. Boone was... Who was the cat who lived on the corner battery? Uh, Cervantes Eskimo. Uh, there, there was... Um, what was his name? A really cool guy. Cervantes. Uh, there's Cervantes right there. Uh, what yeah. was his name? His name uh, Richard Cervantes or something like that? Or? But his nickname was Eskimo. Yeah, maybe perhaps. 
Yeah, yeah, because that's the guy Devon was looking for. He's playing with some guys, and he goes, "You're not Eskimo." I, said, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, the guy at school. And he was a really cool guy. What's his name? Richard? I, I know his last name was Cervantes. We're talking. He had a, he 40, had a sister named uh, Forty. I years it was like ago. Nancy Cervantes. Yeah. I think. Yeah, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. there's an author, right? Cervantes, Miguel. Miguel, yeah. old soldier. He wrote Don Quixote. Yeah. Uh, I was in La Mancha. On the four hundredth, uh, a couple uh, years ago, it was the four hundredth anniversary of that book. It's called the first modern novel. I heard they had printed up like extra thousands of copies and just handed them out all through Spain. Wow! To sell there was actually cool. two. There's two volumes, and like he gets famous between. So he writes a second volume, a famous writer, but they're both pretty much parodies. They're comedies. If you really know how to read them, uh, making fun of them. Kind of uh, courtly love, highfalutin uh, chivalry style. Dante, I guess, was kind of guilty of <laughs> courtly love and stuff like this. He was, uh, he had an interesting life. He was a slave for a number of wow. years seven, eight years. Some uh, Venetian renegade or something. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, uh, back to the. Uh, the thing, uh, Sal, were you born in Pedro? I was not born in Pedro. Born in Lakewood, came to Pedro. Yeah, Lakewood, just like my second birthday, near Long Beach, for you people. Actually, had one of the first West Coast uh, track homes at the McDonnell Douglas factory. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I used to read meters, mm. and uh, like, whoa, this is kind of like Navy housing, mm. but it was civilian, yeah. kind of. And only two years? I was two, less, just shy of my two, second birthday. Then and came and came down. Came to but then you got out, what, you went to school in San Luis Obispo? Yeah, Cal Poly, 86. And then you stayed up there. Stayed up there? Yeah, yeah. And I still make road trips back. Right, right. And, and Joe Boone, a uh, little hitch in the military with the Air Force and the Army. Mm-hmm. So couple you got inches. out of Pedro kind of young. Right. 18. Right after high school. And you're in Pico Rivera now. Right. But you hoping to get... Back to Pedro. Right. Because the, his work was closer to mm. there. And, uh, maybe Had a house up there. Closer. Yeah. To Pedro. <clears throat> but it's good to have you here again. And James, well, you uh, you guys all three went to high school. What, what, uh, San Pedro High, what class? I was 78. 78? 79. 79, yeah. yeah. 79. Brother Matt? 80. 80. I'm 76. Okay. People in Georgia. Oh. So, let me see. Uh, so uh, you guys met in high school. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to remember if I well, met... You live three, three blocks Dave, away from me. three blocks away. But I'm trying to remember if I knew Dave first or if I knew you first. You knew Dave for my brother. Dave's yeah. in my class. Yeah. We, we all met in junior high, actually. Right? I met you Probably. in seventh grade. I met James, met James, yeah. James in seventh grade, yeah. Okay. Because uh, the north part of Pedro, mm. we went to Dotson. Yeah, I was a Dana yeah, kid. High, not Dana like uh. most of these... This that's, part of Pedro. that's where I met Mike was at Dotson. Yeah. Video production class. Yeah, that's right. Uh, something at the theater. Yeah, yeah. Like Real to real VHS tapes. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty archaic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get to use those much. I was more on I remember the spotlight was a big thing for me. I thought that was intense. And I got to do lights for a play. I can't remember what the name of the play was. I don't I think I blew some clams too. You know, this is supposed to be blue here and red here and you got a big board where did I see a board oh Tuesday I went up this is something weird for me 
I went, um, took the Jet Blue from Long Beach to Oakland to see Plastic Ono Band. Oh, cool. Oh, 77 years old. Wow, we. And she had no uh, SoCal gig. I thought maybe this is the only time I'm going to get to uh, see her. And a lot of my buddies are in her yeah. new version of the Plastic, Plastic Ono Band. Deer Hoof opened up. They were in oh, cool. fucking incredible. But uh, it's at the Fox Theater, this theater they uh, renovated in uh, Oakland, downtown Oakland. And they had the board. I've seen it in one at the Warner, too. Mm. The old resistance boards, you know, the light boards were these huge things that would take up your whole bulkhead here. Wow. And all these uh-huh. big levers. And Well, Dodson had, like, not the old, you know, 30s, 20s kind of version, but in a way, it you didn't have um, really the servos and stuff, uh, digital ways of controlling mm-hmm. lights and stuff like that. You were actually moving in different kind of load trips. Uh-huh. Still, I remember the big handles. And the, that school was built in the 60s, I think, Dotson. Yeah. And Those uh, were big levers. Yeah, but you should have seen these babies at the Fox, you know, man. And, and at the Warner, too. Yeah. They're the big ass kind of things. Uh, it was a trip. They had some of the lights. They have, you know, them. You know, if you've been to Grauman's mm-hmm. Chinese theater up Hollywood Boulevard, and you see these weird kind of, or the Egyptian across mm-hmm. the street, you know, Those these old weird school kind theaters. of pagan things that they worked into the Art Deco era mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, they have two big, uh, I don't know, they're kind of Hindi. called deity or uh, something uh, things in the eyes all lit up pretty amazing uh, but the sound these things were built you know for acoustic mm-hmm. and theater so the electric things don't you know it's kind of weird for bands mm-hmm. with a bass guitar and kick drums but she was good man for 77 and doing that style that kind of Johnny Rotten copy uh. a lot of people actually and it was a it was a good gig. I went with Richard fucking Bonnie. Cool. We were in the rain for two, three hours walking around downtown Oakland. There, Part of the thing of getting this theater together is to rejuvenate. That's beat downtown. Mm-hmm. Oh. Got a lot of cool old buildings down there, though. Yeah, worth fixing yeah. Up. Big time. It's right next to Berkeley. Huh. You just had a riot in Berkeley. That's right. I, went, I was right by there because of the uh, Bart talking about when the Bart guy uh, shot the man? Oh, uh, no, they had one just this weekend with, um, I think, Ray the Fee Hikes or, or something. Birthday, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. at the school. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about the town. But there was some incident at a Bart. A man was shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, New Year's. But uh, I came back and, uh, yeah, I've been very busy. Uh, Thursday I do a tour, eight gigs with... Uh, friends of mine from Tokyo called Light. They've never been to this mm-hmm. part of the U.S. We'll be here in K-Town Friday. Anyway, getting back to you guys. You met Dotson. Did you, uh, what brought you three together? Was it music? Uh, originally, yeah, it was music. I uh, mm-hmm. uh, met Joe through Todd. Right. And, uh, Todd Aberson, who's Todd. not with us here. Where's, he's living in Las Vegas? He's in Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Former reactionaries guitarist. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, in the tail end days of the reactionaries, yeah. Deepoon brought Todd over. He wanted to kind of make exit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the smooth thing going. <laughs> yeah, so I met, but uh, Todd was an excellent musician, and yeah. I, 
there's some other cats too, right? Well, originally, that Todd played three of with. us. Three of us got a song. I actually got a song on Doctor Demento doing okay. a view off the Who's period. that guy that he ended up making a recording with? Brian. Brian, Brian Wells. Brian, Brian Wells. Wells. Okay, but you three guys first before. Yeah, we first with Yui Baymeyer because he owned a real to real recorder. Right. See, these guys are a little younger than me, so mm. I don't know their circle so much. Uh, let's see. Man, you're yeah. There. yeah, we actually had a Bebop Deluxe cover that was on Dr. Demento. Dr. Demento was a show on the Sundays where they played shit like Weird Al Yankovic. And he got me into Zappa a long time ago. Yeah, yeah anything Mother funny people. that yeah. Dr. Demento would Zappa, play. Zappa, Harry Parch, a lot of whack and stuff. And some stuff, yeah, was really old. Yeah. Uh, who Spike was the Jones. guy with the piano? Tom Lehrer. Tom Lehrer. He played a lot of him. Yeah. Um, and you guys submitted a song, huh? Yeah, Vinny the Hippo about our German teacher, Peter Hart. <laughs> uh, right in that little drawer. Vinny Buchanan. Vinny Buchanan, yes. No, we couldn't use his full name because of legal rights. So. You made a joke about one of your teachers. Yes, yes. To the tune of a Bebop Deluxe song. That guy died in his classroom. No, That's no, right. no, no, he didn't die in his classroom. They, they, he didn't show up for work and they went to his house and found him. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. They may have, maybe the story evolved where he died in the classroom, but... Yeah, they he, well, he died peacefully at home. But uh, far not too peacefully young. because three kids made a fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this was before he died. <laughs> he was alive to hear it. Killed him. Okay. So yeah, then it evolved from there. Uh, so so you what happened? Like you're at school. Hey, you know how to play? Yeah, I know how to play. Yeah. Let's go over to your house and play. Yeah. So that was like pretty that. much it. Yeah. Yeah. Joe plays drums. Todd plays guitar. I play keyboards. Yeah. And then Yui had the real the real. It wasn't in music school of a class or anything like that. Uh, no. Uh, just hanging out. Not, Todd and I were just trying to trace back how we met each other, and I think he was in Mr. Luna's class as a non-player. Mr. Luna was the music. Uh, yeah. I played trombone for three years in his class. Yeah, I played trumpet. Mm-hmm. and uh, I tried clarinet for ten weeks. He said, he you tried hard while. <laughs> I did trumpet, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't breathe through my nose. Yeah. Recirculate the air and breathe properly, so I yeah. had to jump out of the trumpet seat after a couple weeks. I should have weeks. visited him again. Hey, guess what I do for a living? Yeah. Music. <laughs> uh, Mr. Luna's no longer with us. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I heard several years ago he passed. Yeah, he did. Well, he was kind of an older guy then. Yeah. But good spirit. Oh, uh, yeah. Turned on a lot of people to music. But not me. He said I should like let it go. <laughs> Start wasting uh, everyone's time. Something creative like that. <laughs> hey, no, he, no, he's a good guy. I mean, I tried hard. It was tough. I wanted to do saxophone like 30 mm. other people. Getting the clarinet. Clarinet actually was a pretty neat instrument. But you play clarinet? So I was all uh, very traumatized by experience. Never took a music class again. But uh, I did the school of debut. <laughs> and your Majo put me on mm. the bass, so. Lucky for that. But Mr. Luna, yeah, I should be grateful. Really. Yeah, I think you have to take blows. Uh, how do you get calluses, right? Not if you're gentle. Yeah. yeah. You need some toughness. So thanks for the tough love, Mr. Luna. <laughs> Big tough love. Okay, so uh, he's got the... Uh, Huey Baymeyer's got the recorder, so you went over his pad yeah, we were at Todd's house when we did the recording, right? Uh, I think in his living room, right? Yeah, the public house. We, we did some stuff in your house, too. I had a piano at my house, so we yeah. did, anytime we did a piano, we went down to my living room, and eventually the band started living in my living room. Wow. Which my mom was very name. generous. <laughs> Didn't kick anybody out. No, that was very cool. Yeah, and there wasn't a drum set involved right away, so that was nice. But uh, It was, it worked from there, then 
you you bailed. I guess you graduated high school and took off. Yeah, no, but uh, before high school ended, did you ever do music besides the one documentary uh, song? We did well. We did stuff, and then then through Todd and everybody, we brought Richard in. Yeah. And, oh, time frame. We should talk about the time frame. Time frame. Let's see. Uh, well, no, high but high school. 77? Yeah. 77, I think. Yeah. Or maybe 78, around there. And then... Uh, so the punk thing was starting to happen, because Todd knew about Ramones early. Yeah. Right, yeah, we would sit around in his, Todd was like, or yeah, his bedroom and yeah. spin magazine. And, oh, yeah. 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 In fact, he's one of the first cats probably playing their records that I knew in Pedro. Yeah. yeah. Todd used to live at Redwood Records. Too. Yeah, he did. So he had a record a store yeah. called Redwood. Not a chain. Rod and Russell. There was two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but not really a chain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't part of the Licorice Pizza or the warehouse. It was a an actual independent record thing. store. Yeah. Were, Actually, before more. that, me and Joe know yeah, part there. of Western Chuck Sound and Music. Chuck Sound and Music. That's what that we also everything. sold instruments. Mm-hmm. Right. Not that's just how, records. That's how we got into it. That's why I bought my first bass for a hundred dollars. That's why I first saw a bass and uh, was stripping big strings. And yeah, we all took lessons there. You took lessons too. Right? Well, Roy Lopez. Kind of remember the cat who lived in his uh, Ramendez Lopez. He lived in his car. Yeah, with he his wife and his baby. <laughs> his Volkswagen, Volkswagen Bug. With his so wife you hooked baby. up with him a year or so ago. Yeah, I called him uh, on I the phone. He's living in San Diego. Yeah, I took lessons there for a while. And, uh, some kind of yeah, you actually, but he. I remember he started teaching us like just outside of the thing. But uh, that's how we met him. Well, I met him through. De Boone was already your ma had him going on the lessons, and, and probably same time as you well, and the drums. Well, we fir- yeah we first started taking lessons at the Oddfellows Temple. They had they had lessons down there. Yeah, Terry Gaffney. Yeah, and then they had uh, they had like an orchestra and everything. And I remember Dennis he played Ramblin' Rose and they played some songs because that's I, what she played. Yeah, and I took I took lessons there too on guitar, but I was like, no, nah, I want to play drums. I wanted to be like Ringo, so so I <laughs> got stopped the lessons. And then I got a snare drum with the cymbal. Yeah, and then and, if we used but, to put, the symbol was too loud, so what we had to use was the stand that held the TV, and you would no, we did that. that no, no, that leg. remember you guys used to buy these like there was, there was these like World War Two uh, books. Remember those books? <laughs> Little book that uh, you put on the snare for like yeah. kick drum. Yeah, and that was like that was like my Tom Tom <laughs> kick drum thing. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would like I'd have two sounds. I would have two sounds. Right. The symbol <laughs> was really too loud, so you, we had to use the little metal stand that held the TV, and he would like do that <laughs> hi hat sound. Yeah, you know, we were in a bedroom, and the amps were very tiny. I think we got them up at thrifty. <laughs> tiny little things we had to put on the dresser. Yeah, and they were like so tiny uh, sounds, so you couldn't play very loud. Then I remember you getting a drum set. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, a Ravel yeah. set, red, red, red sparkle. Way too loud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but remember then we met Dan, Daniel Salvador, and he had like he had, he had a good up. he had a good amplifier. Because yeah. from a slide guitar, a Hawaiian slide. Yeah, I remember him do like doing like smoke, smoke on, on smoke water. water on He'd slide do that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's hardcore. And that's how he got in the band because he had the big amp and D Boone actually got to use it. Yeah, it was a two channel, right? You could plug right, right. Two, two guitars. <laughs> and then he got kind of put on one of the tiny amps and D Boone got to jam to <laughs> I remember then uh, yeah, we moved up in amps but uh, <laughs> Joe's ma was so into us playing after school, you know. She didn't mind the noise and all that. And it was really. No, she would come up every once in a while and tell us to turn it off or turn it down. Turn it down, never off. Yeah. Never off because she she wanted us playing. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like to be a great band or anything, but just something to do and not be a. What was the big threat? Go to the Harbor Lake? Yeah, yeah. Where they found the dead body? <laughs> <laughs> that was always the threat. 
not threat, but uh, ominous. Yeah. What the uh, foreboding was they found some dead body at uh, Harbor Lake. <laughs> hey. You don't want to be one of them. You know, so stay in the pad after school and, and jam it out. Do you remember the next door neighbors? They got us into Black Sabbath. Those, uh, they were like two like older. Uh, they must have been in their twenties. Those two guys. Well, the guy next to me <laughs> in the states, Dennis Alva, played me Black Sabbath. No, no, the, but the dudes like they lived right next door to us. Like uh, you know, because there was yeah, like yeah, a complex, and they handed me and Dennis like I think it was a uh, paranoid. They go, "Hey, learn these songs." Yeah, and that's I how actually, we. Actually, that's how we. Got, that's how we got into it. He brought me into his. No, I. I uh, I've turned Deboon on a lot. When I met you guys, he didn't know any rock and roll. No, just Creedence. Uh, just Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. All I knew was Creedence. Yeah, and you got. But you I got, knew a lot of Creedence. And, and mean, you'd see the records on the floor without the cover. Remember the grape juice on Bayou Country? Because <laughs> <laughs> the record players were like these, you know, pertinent or clothes and play things. Uh, yeah. The speaker, you had to put plastic things in quarters and pennies on them so the rent, things wouldn't skip. <laughs> and, yeah. But you would come over and just Darn. wreck our, our room, man. <laughs> he would like, we had like all these mad magazines and he would like just like read them and throw them across the room. And it was just, he'd come over every day after well, school. I, I saw the condition every day after of school. the pad and I thought, well, <laughs> this is how you deal with it. <laughs> yeah, no. I remember you and Debu getting in the fight oh. with, in that mandolin in the sleeping oh, yeah. sack, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a nice pot belly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we, hey, me, me, me and Dennis would, would, we would wrestle out in the front yard. Because of that. You know, yeah. Speaking of mandolin, you know, I haven't played it in a long, long time since he showed me the chords and all that. And uh, last summer I was in Tokyo, I did an album with Jim O'Rourke. Miss Jim wants me to do overdubs using mandolin. Uh. I've, I've never recorded a mandolin, so it's a new thing. But it goes back to those days. Roy mm. Mendes Lopez built his own instruments. Got D. Boone so into uh, flamenco, just yeah. everything. They played some gigs at Old Town Mall. Remember that? That's right. Yeah. It, uh, they had, like, Old Town Mall was thing? a big deal. That was a big deal back then. <laughs> on Friday nights. Because uh, his ma, his pop would bring us up there to the, the, the model store. We'd go hang at the model. Just store. everywhere, just yeah. walking around. Mm -hmm. It was like, man, what's this about? And then we'd, we'd also see late movies there. No, that was at the Delamo. We'd see the at the Delamo Mall. We'd well, see the movies. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of connected. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Doctor Five. Doctor Five. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's also a lot of Strand and um, Warner right. later. horror movies. Mm -hmm. We'd see these things. Yeah, but the mall was yeah. We the whist slide whistles and uh, get. <laughs> In trouble and stuff like that, so making noise. Yeah, because he was just, <laughs> yeah, the kind of who would go to movies with like, noise and shit like this? <laughs> as we did. We did. <laughs> kind of a bum rush, you know. You know, the movie ain't good enough. We're going to help and support. <laughs> Little sound effects. <laughs> yeah. We also the mad. Speaking of the mad magazines, we uh, made kind of radio plays. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We did these. the Exorcist and McLeod. That was the great. We put like black strap on yeah. in the background. Remember the McLeod one? Uh, it would skip. We put my dad's uh, Hank, uh, Williams. Hank Williams yeah. record on. It would skip. <laughs> All of them skip. Man, we'd have to put so much money on the tone arm of those record players. Yeah, fishing weight, boat anchor. Yeah, it was but uh, getting back to you guys, uh, where were we? Well, George, oh, oh. Joe in the service and. Uh, you went to Slowtown. Well, it was before Slowtown. We did we did Thailand after the Joe, the Joe, oh. me and Todd band. Then Joe left, and it was me, right. Todd, Richard, Brian, and Calvin Beach. Yeah. And we did the Thailand thing for a while. Okay. 
and then I left, and then I went up to Cal Poly. Right, right. And, no, before no, before then, um, I started taking electronic music classes at Harvard College. Yeah, Rod Oaks. Right, with Rod Oaks, Doctor Rodney Oaks, Doctor Rodney Oaks, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Rod Oaks. guy, and that's where. James and I really started working together. Who was into Sabotnik. Yeah. Yeah. This he, guy was very hip, very with it. Yeah, yeah. Scott not, Cousin. Not, not old school. Yeah. Right old, on the mm, cutting edge. Mm. Perez, Harry Parch. Uh, uh, Carlo, Wendy. Wendy Carlos. Wendy Carlos. Pierre Henry, Pierre Schaefer. He was way into all this stuff and using mm-hmm. synths. And James, you got into the electronic music. That's what I got into. Uh, just from, I think a lot of it had to do with seeing Keith Emerson, like 77, saying, oh, I like this. And then... I got into Walter Carlos and uh, Tomita and, you know, it's... Oh, Tomita, yeah. It's been right. crazy ever since. Yeah. All kinds of Klaus stuff. Klaus Schulze. Klaus you know. uh, Schulze, yeah. yeah. Who was, Tangerine uh, Dream. Tangerine Dream, right. right. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And he turned us on all these. Plus, he had, I don't know if you were ever in the studio over there, a nice modular Moog synthesizer, two of them. We were in nice that studio video. once. Uh, Frank Tychy got us in there when the Minuteman just started and we did three songs. One of them was one of the songs you wrote, Joe Boone. Futures and restated, yeah. We did, first time me and you Boone ever recorded in the studio, and uh, we were so <clears throat> kind of foaming it up, we didn't notice the shit. Well, we'd never been in a studio. It was a trip for us. and uh, But we were in that thing. I heard about it later, yeah. that he had a big modular... He had the Moog. big Emu in there, and the Moog Model 12. He had two Model 12 Moogs in there, and a mini Moog. Yeah, and then the Emu, just a huge yeah. wall thing. And I was telling him, the, the Emu broke down, and I said... I'll buy it broken. Just let me buy it. I'll fix it. You know? yeah. And they, the school sold it to somebody else. And oh. I was so pissed. Oh, damn. This uh, Harvard College. It was, yeah. it was, the thing was an amazing instrument. It was, just, it was fun. What happened to Dr. Oaks? He's, he's still living where? He's still living in the, those condos that took over the Crest. But is he teaching anymore? No, he retired. Okay. He retired I think he does little stints where he'll go and like do a lecture now and then and... But he's still traveling Eastern Europe and Russia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, he... Uh, he's in a band, of go-go with a go-go, Igor. right. Another... Uh, is, it, uh, is Igor Peter... Also, right? he turned... Uh, uh, I, don't know, I can't remember his name, but... I, uh, Carl Stone used to be on KPFK, and he was into that stuff. And uh, who, he still tours around and plays. Avant-garde music. There was a show on KPFK on late Friday nights called Tesseract. And they would play oh, yeah. this stuff that was... Uh, I don't know, uh, Hot Hood and Don't You Gramophone and the strange labels and uh, stuff you wouldn't find on the KMET or the uh, KLOS. What was the Long Beach one? KDC. Ron McCoy. Remember him? He would introduce the Blue Oyster Co. Good buddies of theirs. But, uh, <clears throat> so, James, you got into electronic music because, uh, you kept going. You had a, a divergent path, so you got into comedy. I got into comedy uh, years later, because uh, James and I started working in 85, doing music. Pretty much I'd be driving up and back from St. Louis. And then about uh, eight years ago, I started doing stand-up comedy. Uh, for just no reason other than to it do seemed it. like a good idea at the time. Actually, uh, the, the, final, the final thing that made me do it is uh, when Chuck Sands passed away. Because I'd known oh. Chuck since kindergarten. And when he when he right. died, yeah. uh, I, it, I had one of those moments where it's like, do it. You never know when you're going to get a chance. If you, you may never get the chance. And so uh, two weeks later, there was an open mic in San P- in San Luis, and I went up there and did it. And I've been doing it. Have you ever done it in Pedro? Never done it in Pedro. Okay. No, they had a comedy show running briefly in Pedro, and it disappeared. And I forgot to turn my cell phone off before I started this interview. <laughs> wow. So that's the happy tunes of my cell phone. So. Uh, 
There's, that, there's the music entertainment. It's an intro, yeah, it's yeah. intro, intro to the <laughs> yeah, because I want to play some music from now on the BBC. We present, <laughs> uh, and it'll end just about Q fade. <laughs> wow, it just stopped. What what about this floating face up? Oh, that. Uh, Where's this from? That's from Esoteric Knowledge, our third CD that we finished. I believe it's our third, third CD, third and, CD yeah. and I actually. What year? Uh, you got the sheet over there. Brother Matt's got the sheet with the yeah the dates. So that you don't the remember. Dates at the very bottom. <laughs> thumb is there's a, it's yeah. all a blur these days, you know. Yeah, it's been a while. We recorded it over a period of years, and then we started compiling things. Starting this is in two thousand, so this ain't that old. No, no. I mean, relatively uh, speaking, the earliest one on there is uh, Radio Moscow's uh, first thing James and I worked on together back in eighty five, eighty six. Uh, eighty five. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when Obscured we decided, hey, we were really to be a Pink Floyd <laughs> kind of trip. It's very close to Pink Floyd, but it was actually, we were out on a, a walk, a little hike in San Luis Obispo up in the hills, and uh, we came up this clearing, and we woke in this grassland area, and it's just full of cows. Wow. And they were blocking the view. <laughs> yeah, blocking the view of right. whatever, and it's obscured that's by cows. the title. <laughs> okay, nothing to do with Pink Floyd, I'm sorry. Uh... Kobayashi Maru. Eko-san's last name's Kobayashi. Huh. It means old woods. Oh, is that what that means? Okay. But I want to play Float and Face Up because that's kind of a, a Pedro trip. Uh, the way we got up that title was... Um, Esoteric uh, Knowledge radio, is the name it? of the band. The Who was in it? Yeah. James, Sal? I mean James. It's yeah, just, just us. Two for, yeah. Just two of us. Okay, yeah. here you go. Walk the Pedro show.
because he's blind. A blind man's penis is erect because he's blind. It's erect because he's blind. It's erect because he's blind.
Wait, what? Yes. I didn't notice. Well, I'll listen to the drummer over you, fucking minority, even though I know it's just lying. That's wrong. I will make a decision. Say, all right, all. show. Uh, we started that chunk of music out with uh, something from National Debt, which was a duet with Sal James House. Uh, floating Face Up. And then we heard uh, Don't Taunt a Tiger by Sloth Bear, The Lowest of the Low by Elias, E-L-Y-A-S? Elias? Elias, yeah, sorry. Elias Khan. Blind Man's Penis by John Tooby. Oh God, I Feel Like Shit by Little Theodore. And I Gotta Make a Decision by Tri-City Thundercats. This uh, John Tooby song, you know about this, Blind Man's Penis? Never okay, seen it. he, uh, John Tooby's kind of a, kind of comedy mixed with music. He would work well with the Dr. Demento kind of vibe. But there was this ad he saw in the back of a magazine, like in Nashville, this company, if you send him the lyrics, hey, we'll make a song for you. <laughs> so he thought, yeah, right. So he tries to think of the most fucked up things about eating hell and, uh, you know, going off puking and uh, having out of mind shit. But I think that the, the dude is some guy, you know, with the narrow haggard voice and the, it's a, you know, some kind of stock country music on one side and then this guy, you know, Putting those words, putting magic in, <laughs> that makes words more than words and lyric. And the only thing he changed was Stevie Wonder's dick or something. He turned to blind man's penis, so that's what he called the song. And uh, so it's not really John Truby. Actually, it's some unknown inspired by uh, mill, it's a song mill factory. And. Uh, but you guys didn't do it that way. No, no, we didn't do it that way. We're, we're abandoning the box, but a completely different box. Float the face up, uh, the title. title. The title actually came up, uh, Sal and I were just doing some uh, live recording in my back room, and 
we, we decided just, I don't know what, we just plugged in uh, the news, the news radio, like KNX or something a, like yeah, that. Yeah, one of the local AM stations. And it's, it's when KNX used to do the live feed or old radio, 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 radio yeah. stuff on. And this portion, this part came up with the, the narrator was reading, he was found in a bathtub, floating face up. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was on the original tape, but it was a little, it was, you it, you it was kind of distorted. Yeah. So yeah. he said, well, we can't really use this because it's, it's, it's just too, came in too loud and really distorted and fucked up everything. So he said, well, we'll keep the title and we'll redo it. So that's how the floating face up came, just from the old movie radio, or what did you radio play? theater. We're both playing synthesizer. Same one? Same one, yeah. Same one, yeah. We, we, that All times are on the same machine? Yeah. We're actually, yeah. Tr- uh, we were doing a thing, uh, triggering a MIDI yeah. keyboard with the with the drum drum machine by hitting, randomly hitting these pads. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. sign yeah. different notes. Yeah. And so, yeah, every, it's just, a, it's just a, a trigger, and that way we're not, we don't look at it as black keys and white keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We look yeah, at it yeah, as yeah. drum pads and wonder what this pattern will do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to get more into you guys' uh, Adventure music like that, but we're at the end of the first hour. February twenty-eight, no leap year, so it's the last day. Two thousand ten, off the Peter Show. Hold tight for hour two. February twenty-eight, two thousand ten. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. Oh! 
Live from Pedro Show. Start off the second hour uh, with uh, Thin from a band, uh, Florida band called Snore. And then something for you, Joe Boone, a drum solo. Uh, it's untitled, but uh, it's great uh, avant-garde uh, experimental drummer from uh, Japan named Shoji, Shoji Hano. And then uh, open this box from uh, Gravity of the Situation. Uh, bass player cat in Long Beach is his, his little side project. And then Wish Bomb uh, for George Engel. A band called Teco Sasso, a new band, and uh, Devin Huff. Cool. Uh, Nels Klein, bass, bass player. player. He's got a band now in Chicago. His lady's on drums, and he's playing guitar. Oh. So, yeah, wow. another bass player moves to guitar. <laughs> So much treason. That's okay. Yeah, he was a pretty innovative bass player, too. He's incredible. And stuff, Remember he played yeah, on my yeah. first 50th birthday? Yeah. He uh, wants to do a bass thing with me. Cool. Duet. Neat. Kind of a pseudo-dose. Mm-hmm. Not pseudo, but <laughs> another take on that. Uh, Devin, great cat. Great cat. Lives in Chi-Town now. Um, so... When's the last time, Joe Boom, Sal, James, you guys played together? Seventy-six. Seventy-six for wow. you and me. Seventy-seven, around yeah, there. Nineteen seventy-six, a little while ago. Yeah, before he went off and joined the Air Force. And he ain't played with him all that time. No, and it's so uh, we're, we're happy about to uh, spin cycle with Brother Matt here and. Uh, uh, it's kind of a reunion. Yeah, cool. And and what when, when you did that 1976 jam, what was it called? The band was called It's. It's? After the Monty Python's... I-T-Z? I-T-Z. So it's kind of an It's reunion? Well, except now we're calling National Debt because James and I are National yeah, I'm Debt. Just, I'm just a stunt percussionist. <laughs> stunt stunt A ringer. Stunt, stunt pod. Ringer. Stunt pad, man. <laughs> Stunt cock. <laughs> we need a man who can beat his skins and nobody beats him like Joe. I can dig it. We forgot to talk about... Joe Boone actually did music after the military. Uh, and you still do, right? You play at the... Play church. Yeah. Plays at the church. Still does his drums and stuff. Cool. So. Percussion. He didn't let it go to waste. Plays to trap kit. Trap plays kit. congas. Yeah, congas. Percussion. Percussion. Bongos. Yeah. Right. It just depends on like if it, what fee And maybe, maybe last year... Almost, I gave you a bass guitar. Yeah, you gave me bass. So he's, he's been uh, playing so bass, bass guitar. Cool. So, not like uh, doing that military stuff. <laughs> cleared out all <laughs> no the marching music band. things. No, the no, music's heck, still there. Heck no, yeah. And uh, but right now we get to reunite you with your uh, its brothers in the new uh, national debt manifestation. Very cool. Uh, so, brother Matt, you want to take us away? Here we go.
Thank you very much, brother Matt. Cool. Almost Thank you, everybody. Inspiration for your yeah. uh, just trying to lay down little beds for them to work on. Yeah, it would have been better if we would have went analog, huh? Through the logic. Because I remember when we were playing the other day, it was, it was like right on. Yeah, because the, the interface his, uh, doesn't have the latency. Uh, was it the firebox? I was going straight to yeah. the firebox into, into there. And it's okay, Joe. You would have still had to go through to play to him. No okay. rehearsal having any idea. Are we on pause? No, we're, we're talking. <laughs> right we're rolling, now. okay. I thought it was pretty good. Just, uh, <laughs> feel good to reunite. Yeah, that was fun. With the musical teamwork. I'm glad to have uh, been able to help that a lot. Cool. Yeah, that was a blast. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> from Pedro Show. That was Trans Pedro Express by uh, National Debt, which is... Um, Who are we again? Who are we? We're National Debt. Yeah. Sal Espana, James Ellis, Ellis, and maybe Joe Boone. Maybe Joe Boone. <laughs> and past Bill Guessman. Bill Guessman was on that track. Yes, he was. Yeah. Mr. And, uh, uh, hence, hence the title, uh, 
maybe some Kraftwerk influence. Very much so, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah Joe. <laughs> Get it going. I, I'm going to get one of those rolling pads. I'm telling you, you got to cool. see this. Cool new toy. Get a drum set. You've been to Germany. You know how to. You know craft work. I think work. they got. Uh, yeah, yeah. They got drum sets now that are total. Their whole sets of MIDI. No, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can play with headphones. Yeah. Paperstonian area. Yeah. Nobody gets bummed. Yeah. Nobody calls the police. It's good and thing. You know, I'll tell you one good thing about them. Very easy to tune. <laughs> <laughs> this song's in C. Wow. The whole drum set goes to C. Right. It's yeah. very interesting that way. I mean, they're. Of course, uh, analog, uh, natural mm-hmm. instruments are always going to have their place, but mm-hmm. there's stripping things about electronics. And uh, I like them because we, you just have a variety of instruments sure, you can sure. choose from, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you should do uh, keyboard you know, stuff well, on, the, a, on a drum set. That's because of the uh, sampling and right. stuff. Actually, electronic music comes from an analog world. Before they could, like this Juno here is probably using some FM or... Yeah. It's on a very early FM. Yeah. 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 Well, synthesis, which is like using combined. number algorithms to get mm-hmm. the word. But uh, I think we should thank people like uh, Dr. Oaks. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Dr. Rod. Right. And his uh, legacy lives through you guys. And That's many other people. Thing. There's a many bunch of people who went through his right. program. Um, we're at the end of the second hour of February 28, 2010. Watt from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. February 28. 2010. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And what uh, I got here, um, I got a segment that somebody sent me from Taiwan. A lady named Miss Pin, who likes to be called Pinhead. This is like the Pinhead from Asia segment. And she's uh, found a bunch of music from her part of the world and uh, we're going to turn us on via the Watt from Pedro show here. Bitchin'. So uh, take it, uh, Miss Pin. Hello and welcome. It's my great honor to have this opportunity to share some of my favorite Asian music with you guys. Oh, first, yeah, self-introduction, okay. I am Pin. You can call me Pinhead if you want to, Pin or Pinhead. And where I'm from, I'm from Taiwan. Don't be by self-introduction. And, uh, yeah, we will go through the basic rundown of today's radio section with me. First, I will start with two of my personal favorite Japanese indie bands that will be Pachikabori and YBO2. And later, I will introduce two Taiwanese folk songs both written by the legendary Taiwanese singer, the late Mr. Hong, Hong Yifeng Xianshen. Actually, uh, Mr. Hong just passed away recently on February 24th, so may he rest in peace. Then, I would like to briefly mention my music project and maybe I could play some excerpt from the improvisation section I did with my drummer Mr. Shaw back in 2008. But before that, I'd like to play a song by Li Jianhong. Mr. Li, Li Jianhong is this amazing, amazing guitar noise master from China. He's a great musician and a great influence of mine, so it'd be my honor to play his song right before my song. And I will wrap up the show with the theme song of one of my favorite Japanese movies called Koroshinora Queen. The English title is Brandy to Kill. I know some of you have already known this film, especially if you are a big film buff and a big fan of film noir. And if you love jazz, you'll love the soundtrack as well. I know you will. So now, first thing first, it's time to listen to Pachika Bure.
was Higam by Pachika Puli. You can find this song in their greatest hit album, Nagomu Collections. Well, yeah, it's a tough call for me to choose just one of my favorite bands from this Japanese indie punk or new wave movement in late 70s to early 80s. I'm definitely a big fan of bands like Jakadala, Aplatako, or Majutakos Inu, and of course the Starling, Friction, Laser, and several of Yamazaki Halumi's musical projects. Anyway, the leader of Pachuca Police singer Taguchi Tomoro Wo, you've probably seen him before. He's also the main actor in this crazy cult film, Tezuo the Iron Man, directed by Shinya Tsukamoto. The next song is America by YBO2. America is the first song in the debut album Alienation released in 1986, featuring YPO2's original lineup. That is leader Kita Muda Masashi on bass and vocals, KK Nao on guitar, and Yoshida Tatsuya on drums. It's a scary lineup because you have this crazy noise guitar and chainsaw drum beats. And you have Master Mai Kitamura that incorporates ideas of post-structuralism and post-modernism into their music. That makes YPO2 quite unique in its own way. Something very funny about this song is that、um, if you're Japanese, then you'd be very familiar with the drum parts. But if you're Americans, you will be too familiar with the lyrics. Really? You'll see.
This is a special section dedicated to Taiwanese legendary singer-songwriter Mr. Hong Hong Yifeng Xinsheng, who passed away on February 24th, just a couple days ago. And the song you're listening to now is Su Wo Elang, The One Whom I Miss. What I like about this song is that it teaches me that a good old love song will always find stories and characters once it is sung and heard. I've heard just um, too many stories related to these songs ever since childhood. But they're just stories with unknown characters happening around me. Then I heard it in the film Fallen Angel, which is just too surreal. The first time seeing Fallen Angel was a long time ago. I remember in junior high school years, I spent all my pocket money renting comics and videos. I never knew what is art house cinema or indie films or whatever. At that time, all I knew is that 
there are movies that I know what they're about, and there are movies that I have no idea what they're about. <laughs> and you gotta rent it and watch it to find it out. And、um, yeah, these are films, and they're just like songs. There could be stories with unnamed characters and stories that are happening around me. And it seems all these、um, best stories and best songs are always like that, isn't it? And next, I have another Taiwanese folk song, "Gu Jing Mi Mi," also written and sung by Mr. Hong. How do you translate the title, "Gu Jing Mi Mi"?、Um, the old unforgettable love, probably something like that. The song was so popular in the late 50s in Taiwan, so in 1962, a romance film adaptation of the song was released. And unsurprisingly, it features Mr. Hong as the main character of the film. The song bears all characteristics of Taiwanese folk songs in the 50s and 60s. It's so slow-paced with strong emotions and melancholic, low and bluesy voice, just like Su Boilang.
a song by Li Jianhong, the first track of his solo album Now Bird, released under his own label Two P Records. Two P Champion. Nowadays, you can easily find some of Li's best works, and they're released by well-known labels like PSF, Archive, and Utec Records. What I like about Li Jianhong's guitar is that it portrays great, great sonic, special, sublime, and it's all done with very simple gear setting and production. In this side of the world, musicians like Li are usually one-man army. Everything from cover design to mastering, we'll have to do it all by ourselves. Well, you learn a lot and you suffer a lot, and I guess it'd be no fun without suffering. I learned a lot from Li. We have some mutual friends, and our impression of Li is always like he—he's actually very funny and very friendly, and he talks about aliens and Chinese ghosts and monsters all the time. So, Li Jianhong is an awesome noise guitar master, and he's definitely the best friend of all unidentified flying objects. Well, now it's time to talk about this improvisation I did with Mr. Shower. Shower is the drummer of Taiwanese indie band called Goodbye Now. Goodbye Now was formed in October 2005, and the name Now refers to this retired Japanese porn star called Nao Saejima. So they were saying goodbye to Nao. We met in 2008, and we decided to do a random jamming section together. So the first time we met was in the rehearsal space doing this jamming, and of course we never jam or rehearse before. We used very discreet recording equipment and could not find a bass player to play with us at that time. Originally, my idea was to record harsh noise with my guitar while Shao was doing some random drumming. At that time, I just started working on the Chinese translation of Hichokaitan's story, so I was quite obsessed with all this crazy kansai noise, anti-aesthetic aesthetics. Anyway, I remember some of my gear was not working well that day, so I ended up just playing whatever I could play, and it turned out to be okay, I guess. At least we have a lot of fun. And when I produced that song, I add two different drum tracks I already did that day just to make it sound spacious. Since we don't have bass players,、so、I guess it's the best way to make it sound good. I must say that I enjoy listening to his drumming more than my own guitar. So, Shower, you are awesome, and this is for you.
こ前の殺し屋は香水の匂いがした。でっかい指輪をはめてるな。安かねえんだ。安心しろ。そいつには当てねえよ。曲がったネクタイを気にして死んだ。寝ぼけ顔の殺し屋は寒そうに震えてた。女を抱いてきたのか。当たりきよ。湯たんぽを抱きな。暑いなマリオ。抱いて死んだ。The last song is Colossian Blues, Killing Blues. It's a theme song of Brandy to Kill, and it's probably one of the best films by director Seijun Suzuki. I like everything about this film, from the narrative, the story, the dialogues, the action, to the atmosphere and the music. Everything. The reason I played this song simply because I've been listening to the soundtrack recently every day. Okay, I guess that'll be the end of this very special radio section. I'm Pin. I'm from Taiwan. Thank you, Mike. Thank you all. Peter Show, thank you, Miss Pin, or Pinhead, like she likes to be called. What's the original Pinhead?、Uh, Zippy you know Zippy. Zippy. Movie? No, that's a cartoon from. Oh, it was the movie from the seventies. Yeah, there was a movie in the thirties. It's actually a derogatory term. And Schnitzy, Schnitzy, Schnitzy. It's called a massa. Some Latin word. Yeah, your your head's too small. Yeah, yeah. Lefia. And he's like a four-foot、uh, tall guy. He ended up living until he was like seventy or something. But I think that's where the word came from. Yeah, it's a pejorative. It's not very nice. Actually, the the comic,、uh, Bill Griffith, yeah, he's the, yeah. the, the comic man.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, the guy ain't really a pinhead. He's just wearing a clown suit and a funny haircut or lack of hair. No, he's But, he's a pinhead. Not really. He's pinhead. It's actually he's he's more like a conehead sort of smaller. <laughs> It's just some kind of condition, some genetic. 
Basilefia. Right. <laughs> Somebody get the, the Wikipedia going. <laughs> Where's Wikipedia? But, uh, yeah, of course, there's a it, the. Um, it's online. Uh, Ramon song. Yeah, yeah. Right. And to end. Mm-hmm. Right. And the guy come out with a sign. Gabby, Gabby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and get this: when I saw Deerhoof open for um, Yoko Ono, Plastic Ono band. They did that song. Yeah. It's like one of the last songs you think <laughs> Daryl would play. First time I saw him with the two guitars. So good, that man. Wow. Intense drummer. He was playing with some big-ass hot, you know, like Doug Clifford, CCR style. <laughs> Maybe they weren't hi-hat things, but they were like, they had to be 16s or 18s. Ride symbols. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got some swish going. And then for the first time he ever tried, because he Greg's always played minimal kind of thing with a, just snare kick and one cymbal. Mm-hmm. And so he added a, another snare over here where the tom is and go, took the snare off. So it was like trippy kind of mm-hmm. the guy. such a wailing drummer. Yeah, big respect to him. Uh, Sal, James, Joe, uh, about music. Uh, didn't really get into what got you into wanting to play it is it from going to gigs or did you start playing before you saw the gigs I kind of both really yeah I, about yeah. the same time yeah. you, just discover, you discover back then you discovered okay, so what you kind of music from AM to FM what kind of music people uh, were you into we're, we're talking what middle 70s yeah middle, middle 70s. 70s yeah 77 70 yeah. uh, first, first rock album I bought was Queen uh, Sheer Heart Attack I went from AM KHJ, switched over to FM, heard Killer Queen, and said, oh my God, this is so much better than that crap on AM. Mm-hmm. So I bought that, and then got into it through Todd, met a lot of great bands through Todd. Well, my older brother got me into all the, you know, all the Black Sabbath, the Led Zeppelins, your Deep Purples and everything, but uh, I, I kind of, you know, I caught on Emerson Lake and Palmer and, and all your, your early bands like Yes and the early Genesis stuff, but then the minute I heard Sex Pistols, I says, it's all over, so, you know, that, I... I've kind of opened up. It opened a lot of doors, so I sure. listen to a lot of different stuff. Bebop Deluxe, Gentle Giant, mm-hmm. Gentle Giant, stuff. big. Yeah, you were into them, right, Joe? Gentle Giant, yeah, yeah, I remember seventies. Uh, your music thing, though, is kind of doing it in the house. Have you done gigs? Uh, live on the radio gigs up in San Luis Obispo. Uh, that's pretty our problems. Uh, been kind of we fit the music in in our. Busy schedules. Uh, the 101 freeway's been our artery to Con- keep it going. Conduit? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it, you know, we only get together for two days in a row and you got to just make the best of it. And yeah, right. We've, we've invented a lot of stuff just, just looking for sounds and then ended up redoing them and, and having a complete composed piece. No, and I, other I, times I, we've just done stuff and said it. The point I'm trying to make is I don't think all music experience have to be gigs. I think it's totally valid. To just record music. Invention. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so some people, what I'm saying is, like, some people might be at home listening and, oh, man, I got nobody I can do gigs with. But I don't think that should stop you from getting into music. I think you can still do music. Especially the technology today. Right, right. Yeah. It's easier than ever. Marty Cano. And why not just make stuff at home? That's essentially what I've been doing for since, I said, later part of 1983. It's just getting it out there is the hard part because gigs are the best way to do that. What about internet? Uh, well, we're on the internet. Oh, Naturaldeadmusic.com. Right. Okay. 
and uh, and what NAT, NAT IONL IONALDEBT Music and USIC dot com, all one word National Debt Music National Debt Music dot com, so people can go out there and hear some more of their stuff. I mean, we're going to play some more in a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, we're on iTunes yeah. also. E Music Amazon. Joe, didn't we do something that got released? Who? Me and you? You? And <laughs> what do you mean? The, oh, we only did. We, we it did was a tribute record. No, we did the tribute the record. That's right. Well, it was me and Tony. Uh, we did uh, Sickles and Hammer. Sickles and Hammer. I had like bongos and a cymbal. And that's your like recording. <laughs> yeah, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you did bongos and cymbals at the practice band. Is it moving? We never years? recorded since then. Yeah, so I would definitely suggest you uh, get together with these national debt guys. And uh, of course, anytime you want to play with me, too, it'll <laughs> be fine. Anytime you want to play, play, play with us. This was yeah. a practice yeah. band a couple months ago, and uh, it was good. We were working on that trippy pattern, right? Yeah, I gave it to James, too. Yeah, I got it. You got that pattern? Yeah, I put it in there. And you can, I was jamming on it with two ukulele the other night. It was jamming. It was kind of like a little, little yeah, twister. It twisted it around by putting the kick well, in. The- well, but I put it in my MIDI program, and yeah. after having it there, then I go, okay, I got it now. You know, you got it I can listen. I can hear it. Prac. I can hear it, yeah. yeah. Towards the end of that track, I thought we got it. Yeah. But anything that's kind of new is a little tough. Uh, the time before that, we wailed for a few hours. Joe got his hands... Oh, oh blistered up and stuff. Yeah. Got blisters on their fingers. One thing about drums, huh? It's kind of physical. <laughs> kind of physical. Um, you know, have you, have you spoken with Todd lately? Uh, Todd Apperson was very key in the early days for you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I stay in touch with him on like Facebook and whatnot and email. And uh, he just recently bought like a or he's he's getting a bass and a keyboard and he's got some uh so four, still, four four track uh he's doing music uh tape recorder that right. he's gonna start working with so we we'll get some Blow stuff back and forth yeah oh that's great uh everybody thinks maybe uh music started in pedro with reactionaries not true not true Reactionaries might have been the first punk band, but there was music going on like with you guys. Second story. Right. Battery Street. <laughs> Battery Street. <laughs> okay, let's uh, play some more national debt. Hey, I'm going to you. 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 Hey, I'm going to you.
Say hello and smiling all the while, still to some. 
Live from Pedro's show, uh, we heard a Hey Art Blakey by National Day. And then uh, School Buses Are for Children by Grant Hart, something new. From Grant, Grant was a drummer for Husker Du, old friend of mine. And then something live from Husker Du, What's Going On. And, um, yeah, I got to hear the story of Art Blakey <laughs> and old Uncle Bill. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Mr. Fun. And he's, he's proud of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no shame. He heard it. It wasn't a secret. There's no tank. <laughs> no tank. No, no, so, no self-soil. <laughs> your shoes are having a party. Tell your patties to come on down. <laughs> that was one of Bill's greatest sayings. So long as fart and don't, uh, why fart and waste it when you can burp and taste it? <laughs> what was that music? There was a Bowie song. We're going to have a party. Damn, I don't know, but you know when you're riding in the boat a long time on tour and start getting creative with the words. What was that? It's some early period of his thing. Anyway, Tom, my missing man guitarist, worked out a version where Bowie's pants are coming down and we're going to have a party. <laughs> that probably happened. <laughs> as long as his teeth stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I want to thank you guys for coming aboard. Truly. Yeah. Oh, mahalo. James, Joe, Sal, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Well, we got to have you do a funny man thing. Oh, I have I have bits on, on CD. We can pop some in later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but some like live thing. Maybe that's the next step. Yeah, I haven't had any comedy as yet. As to uh, collaborate. Yeah, we've never had Brother Matt do a spin cycle with the... With comedy? Yeah. <laughs> but it helps if uh, you have a crowd full of drunk people in the room. Joe. That could be a radio. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'll be the only person. Yeah, okay. I'm busy next Saturday, but I'm free the Saturday after that. Yeah. No, I'm going to be on tour, but uh, I'll be back. Uh, i got to go to the Hall Lane right from Seattle. So I'll be back on the 16th. Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple weeks here, and then I start touring with the Stooges. But again, thanks you guys for coming. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And, uh, you know... You don't have to do gigs to do music. This is proof. So all you folks, man, let your freak flag fly. Brother Matt, thank you for... Uh, Certainly, definitely. Essential thank you. ...and abetting. It's been February 28, 2010. Watt from Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs>